Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me as always is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And if you've never listened to Top 5 Movies before... Uh, a part of the BurkeReviews.com MovieCast program. Um, what this is, is we pick a topic each week, sometimes inspired by new releases, other times just something random, and we make our top five list in secret. Come to the show to discuss the topic. And this week, we decided to do uh, top five Disney songs in honor of the live-action release of Disney's Aladdin, uh, which was directed by Guy Ritchie. Uh, big star attached to it is Will Smith playing the genie. Um... The movie's currently sitting at a 54 on Metacritic, um, but had a pretty solid weekend. As of uh, May 26th, um, Box Office Mojo is showing $207 million worldwide, with just <laughs> around $90 million domestic. Um, so, a pretty solid opening. Um, I think time will tell if it can keep going, or if it's just going to be like, people went and saw it, and then they're like, oh, this isn't good. But, um, I have yet to see it. I'm hoping to see it tomorrow. Uh, have you guys had a chance to make it to the movies? I have yet to see it, and I'm not hoping to see it at all. <laughs> I just, I'm afraid of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, we should note, too, though, this isn't the only live-action Disney movie coming out this summer. We also have Lion King coming out next month. I'm afraid of it, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I believe Aladdin has more of the musical songs uh, than, than Lion King is keeping. Um, I'm not 100% on that. I know Lion King announced that they didn't do all the songs, but they've done a lot of the major ones. Um, from what I've seen from Aladdin, it looks like they've done the two big ones that everybody's wanting, the um, the Genie song and then the uh, Whole New World. But um, uh, i I got to be honest, too. I'm more of a John Favreau person than Guy Ritchie as well. I think that's probably true of most film fans. Uh Guy Ritchie's career has definitely taken a, a downward sl- uh, slide over the last couple of years. And Favreau, while I would say is hit or miss, um, he's got some major hits when you look at his... Uh, obviously, starting the MCU with Iron Man, um, he's done one of my favorite Christmas films with Elf. Uh, so yeah, of the two, I think Lion King is the more likely success. Plus, he's already done this. He did this with Jungle Book. Um, so this is his second Disney live-action adaptation. Live action being used very uh, flippantly, as it is all CG in this one. At least Jungle Book had one real human actor. Everything in Lion King will be CG, so I don't know how it can be called live action, but it, it's photorealistic, um, so I guess that's why. CGI action. Yeah, it should it should not be live action, but that is what it's being called. Um, maybe for lack. Of I mean, I mean, if they could cable up some lions and get them. Oh no. Oh, oops. Sorry. That's probably wouldn't go where. That's probably why they didn't do that. But uh, so we decided with these two big movies coming out because these are both huge uh, potential money makers for Disney. As I said, Aladdin, which is not getting very uh, great critic reception, is sitting at two two million two hundred million worldwide, which is pretty solid for our opening. Wow. Um, but uh, we decided to look through Disney's filmography and pull our favorite songs since, you know, both Aladdin and Lion King have some major 
iconic songs that came with it. It's possible those might end up in one of our top five lists, so I don't want to say too many of those songs, just in case, because I don't know what uh, your Disney fandoms, uh, where they lie, I should say. So, uh, without any further ado, I think, uh, you guys ready to hop into our list? Yes. I think so. But I, I guess one question. Well, I mean, we should clarify because I think we had the question as well. Oh, what qualifies what? as a Disney song? Yeah. So Disney owns 90%. No, it's not quite 90%, but it does own a majority of the film industry at the moment, at least of the majors. So uh, for a song to qualify, it could technically come from any Disney-owned property. And we are acknowledging that Pixar was an independent company for a time. Um, but we are going to include any Pixar movies. Technically, we could include any Star Wars movies. Um, I don't believe there's any Marvel songs that we would really include, but it would work. I did say, and I hope this is going to be okay with everyone, that Fox is not included because they just bought Fox. So none of the songs technically would fall under the Disney umbrella outside of now technical ownership. Um, but as far as like none of the films were released under the Disney-owned banner of Fox as of yet. Um I think Dark Phoenix might be like the first big release, and I'm pretty sure Jean Grey's not going to break out into any kind of song. Although, uh, you know, <laughs> Hot, Hot, Hot would be one that she could go with, or maybe uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. Um, Yikes. Um, Stop it. I'm okay. done. <laughs> Latino Heat. Is that a song? It's maybe a WWE reference. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, that is kind of our, our guidelines here. So, it, there was a lot of. There's a lot of movies, and we didn't specify if it had to be animated or live action. So, um, <gasps> doggone it! Ah, <laughs> uh oh. Um, so yeah, it could have been any Disney song, um, technically. Again, and it, Disney being a major corporation that owns a lot of movies. So, um, that's kind of the guidelines of our list. Again, we don't know each other's list at all. Um, I did uh, have a few other people. Uh, tweeted me and I had one message me their top five list so I might at the end of the episode throw that in there um, and uh, yeah but basically um, from here uh, we like to be able to talk about our movies in complete and total uh, freedom so so guys from here on out we're going to talk about our movies probably in great detail you can go to burkreviews.com and check out each of our top five lists but you've been warned and I guess, to be fair, we're going to be talking more about the songs, but the, where the song happens in the movie might be connected to a spoiler. So that's really more likely to be the concern here. But now the other thing, and this one's going to be interesting, is often Mike watches movies that Corey and I have either never heard of or uh, have not seen, even if we have wanted to. Um, and some will just never watch. Like, I don't think I will ever, ever watch some of those twisted horror things you've talked about. I know the one that comes to mind you haven't actually seen, but Sallow, I think, is off of my watch list forever. Um, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny because I've been listening to another podcast. I think you've mentioned that Dead Meat podcast. Maybe. And they just had a whole discussion, not just on that one. I think they part, they kind of segued from the Human Centipede, the original segment, oh, Jesus. into that and... I yeah. watched the first one, and I don't even know, like, no, why I sound, watched it. Yes, yeah. but no, never, never. You know, this is a weird turn going from Disney songs to talking about <laughs> I know. Uh, um, I didn't mean to, but here's the deal. Um, usually, 
uh, there's a good chance that on Mike's list, Corey and I will have seen few of his movies, and so we like to kind of gamble. There's nothing at stake. We just like to do this for fun. How many of Mike's movies do we think we've seen? Now, this one's a, a tricky one because it's Disney movies, so now you have to look at your own back catalog, Corey, of how many Disney films you feel like you've seen, um, and I have some gaps in the Disney list, so I'm going to go small unless you go small. What is your uh, choice, Corey? How many of Mike's movies do you believe you've seen? Oh, heck. I'll go three. I'm going to go two because there, I have, like, two or three major gaps uh, from when I was, like, too cool for cartoons. Um, and since Mike made the impression earlier that all of his lists, all of his songs are from animated movies, I'm going to go that route, so two. Because normally I'd be pretty cocky and be like, no, I've seen all five. Um, but I know that there's at least two big ones that I've never seen uh, that could be on... I know they have two iconic songs, one in each of those movies, so... Um, this week's order, Mike's going to be going first, I will go second, Corey will go third. We start with five, we work our way down to one, and with that, Mike, what is your number five, top five Disney song? No, it's going to be difficult to not go to the cliche. However, I'm just going to do this, because this is a really... This was a tough list, but I've had it done for a couple of days, and the reason I was kind of griping about the live action because I wanted I could have almost thrown in something from Disney's weird experimentation from 79 the black hole which ah. is all live action and has some songs but not enough that I could just pick it out of my brain and I guess I couldn't really say it's top five so keeping with the theme my first pick is from the original Aladdin hashtag my my Aladdin uh, <laughs> a whole new world <laughs> Um, oh, okay. I have distinct memories. We we are down, I think, in our county to one drive-in, I believe, right over in Lakeland. Uh, to my knowledge, yes. To my knowledge, and I know most of the kids. I'm surprised that they even know that there is a drive-in. Uh, and I have a distinct memor distinct memory of the drive-in along Havendale and Auburndale, if mm. I remember right. Yeah, yeah. And um, just scraping because drive-ins were cheap to get in. It was a double. I know it was Aladdin, and I want to say, what was the back? What was the double feature? Mm. Part of me wants to say Hocus Pocus, but I could be wrong. That would be. But Aladdin, Aladdin definitely made a an impression on me, and I remember it's just. I have to say, when I saw the live action bit with this in it, I almost was sold. But in the in the back of my mind, I was like, mm, no, no, you're not going to trick me. Do I'd rather go see Endgame again. Or Booksmart, the indie film that yes, is amazing. I, yes, that one definitely is a must. I, I, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, so that's, I just, I, I, I hate being cliche, but that one just could have been my number one. Um, you'll probably be surprised at my number one, and I do. I stick, not totally, but partially with a theme on half of my list. But okay. it would be difficult to pick out why, what theme it is. I will well, say that. Right away I would say love songs, but um, we'll see. Uh, a Whole New World, though, is definitely a really great song. Um, and I have to say, I was totally not interested in the Aladdin live action until the trailer that had the two big songs in it. Um, or at least they teased the two big songs. And I was like, you bastards, because now I actually want to see this because I hope they're good. However, uh, we have had one other live action that really like the Beauty and the Beast live action adaptation went almost shot for shot type remake and I, I did not like 
any of the the new renditions of the songs and they added i think two new songs that i also really didn't like um other people disagree with me uh i would much rather listen to the animated version any day um from that particular film so i am apprehensive how good these new versions of the songs will be even if anything they might just make me want to go home and watch my blu-ray copy of aladdin and uh just be content with that in fact i might just do that um Corey, what about you? You like a whole new world? Yeah, it's not my favorite off of the Aladdin soundtrack. Have I told you guys that I don't... What year did Aladdin come out? 92. Okay, I was pretty young. Um, We don't really talk about that number here. But my grandmother is a saint. And for some reason, someone let me pick the CD from like the Columbia house. Mm. You know, and it was this one. (laughs) So my poor grandmother... I had to listen to this soundtrack on CD every night at dinner because <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted to see, listen to. See, Grandma Grandma didn't know the old lighter trick. You just hold that lighter out of the CD for a little bit, darken up a couple of the spots, and you're oh, wondering no. what's going on. It's skipping, it's skipping. That would be a, a great moment in Empire Records um, that, that you just described. Um, but... Okay, well, Aladdin, A Whole New World, I think that's a good start. Uh, it's appropriate, too, given that's kind of the inspiration for this. Um, I'm going back a ways in my first pick, my number five pick. Uh, I'm going all the way back to 1967 with The Jungle Book um, and The Bare Necessities. Uh, as a kid, I had access to this. I don't remember if we used to rent it from our local library or if, I, if my grandma owned this on VHS, but... Um, I always really loved the Jungle Book, uh, especially Baloo and um, uh, King Louie. And that was I was torn between the two songs. Um, I did only pick one from the movie. I went with The Bare Necessities. Partly, though, uh, to jo- a nod to Jon Favreau's Jungle Book, um, where he doesn't go full into the song, but Bill Murray is the voice of Baloo. And if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that I'm kind of obsessed with Bill Murray. And uh, the fact that he even gives a nod to this song put it over the top over the king louis song even though christopher walken's take on the song is entertaining in the favreau jungle book but i am talking specifically the 67 jungle book animated cartoon from disney um i love blue i actually grew up watching tailspin which brought blue and king louis a lot of the jungle book characters back in a weird way that made no sense but you know if you were familiar with the characters you love them uh and so i have a, a strong attachment to the animated movie because of tailspin and um, the Bare Necessities was just such a good song. And the, the to be fair, there's several good songs in the animated film, as is true for most of the Disney films. But this one stands out to me, and it is um, a childhood favorite. I haven't seen this in a while, to be honest. But it's one that, uh, when I think Disney songs, it immediately popped in my head. And I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely going to put this in my top five. So uh, the Bare Necessities, Baloo singing to Mowgli, um, you know, about the kind of like the philosophy on life. And I enjoy it. I you probably didn't hear me. I had a reaction, and I I don't want to say too much because I felt like it would give away another pick of mine. So ah, okay, okay, we'll we'll wait to hear Mike's thoughts. Corey, uh, have you ever seen the animated Jungle Book? That's not a good sign. Corey, you there? Yes. Muting the mic yes. again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do here. Um, I, of course I have. My dad loved this movie. And a couple years ago, I watched the, I think it was a couple years ago, maybe just a year. I watched the live action one too. Oh, okay. And yeah, 
But um, it was one of my fa- my brother's favorite movies and my dad's favorite movies, the animated one when I was growing up. So saw it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm pretty fun. sure That's... I had to rent it, and I think we rented it like a lot. Like I think it was a regular rental for that. And I I don't remember the movie very well, but I used to love the Robin Hood animated movie. Um, I don't. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I don't remember it well. I just know as a kid, like I was fairly. I loved Robin Hood as a character, just in general as a kid. And so that was, like, my go-to before Prince of Thieves came out. And then when Prince of Thieves came out, that was, like, my go-to. Um, I know in hindsight, not a great movie. But as a kid, loved that movie. Um, Robin Hood? You know, Prince of Thieves. Oh, oh no, yeah. yeah that, no, one, that, one, that one is great. Well, a lot of people don't like it because Costner doesn't even try to do, like, an accent. He's just, like, Kevin Costner. But... <laughs> Um, well, I, I mean, feel come like on. it's Kevin it is Costner. Costner. It is Costner. Yeah. It is, you get, you get, you know what you. He's charming. Know, that's no surprise. I gotta say, Carrie Ellis I mean, is a really getting... great Robin Hood in Prince of Thieves or, uh, or Men in Tights. Men in Tights. Sorry. Men in Tights. Um, I, but he, I mean, I it also has a Morgan Freeman factor too. Yes. Yes, and he's great. And uh, I mean, um, oh my God, my brain is just shutting down. Chris. Chris. Christian Slater is a medieval Jack Nicholson. But our our big one, Sheriff of Nottingham, with um. Malik oh, Rickman. Uh, I'll cut the your heart Alan. out with a spoon. I mean, come on, like why a spoon? Because it'll hurt more, you twit. Like, God, it's brilliant. All right, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about bare necessities, but we're actually moving on to Corey's number five, uh, Disney song. Corey, what is it? Okay, um, I. At first, I kind of struggled with this list, and then it just all came, you know, all came out on paper real fast. But um, I had to go with Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. For sure. I love this this whole scene. I Lumiere, and Lumiere is my favorite in the movie, but um, Cogsworth, I love them together. I love Mrs. Potts and Chip and everyone trying to welcome her, and... It's just a big grand affair. I mean, they don't really get visitors anyway. But I just love this song. And you like the live it's... action versions, what you're saying, right? Um, I'm talking about the animated version. Okay. I know. I was being okay. facetious. Although, uh, you, also, you uh, also, okay, though, I, was ready, I was ready to pass judgment. Um, I did appreciate my boy, Ewan, Ewan McGregor. I was about to say, as, it's hard to hate on that. As Lumiere. Oh, yeah. No, hold on. Hold on. Over our classic. You know who did. Lumiere's voice, right? No. You do not, Bert. Do you? I mean, I'm gonna cheat because I'm looking at. IMDb, no, don't but, cheat! Don't cheat! Uh, oh, it's Without Jerry Orbach. Because I see this. Stop it, you cheater! I did cheat. Totally dun, dun, cheated. Dun, 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 dun. Let's go make some lodge. I would not um, have thought Jerry Orbach. Was no, I never. I totally never expect. And he was so good. And the late Jerry. I mean, he's so well known for Law and Order and as as baby's dad uh, the last oh. thing i expected him the last thing i expected him to be is an animated french speaking candle for real uh-huh. that's <laughs> baguette <laughs> that's kind of amazing. um and this movie this animated film is crazy because if i'm not mistaken it is the reason that the best animated feature becomes an academy uh, category because this is oh. nominated for best uh, best motion picture, or it wasn't. No, it was. It was a nominee for best picture in '92, and then this, I think, because of that. Um, and at the time, it was only five nominees for best picture. So because of that, the Oscars, I think, the following year would make a new category: best animated feature. Um, and they it did win though for best original song. Um, it doesn't say which song, 
and best uh, score overall, um, but is nominated for best sound, best picture, uh, and yeah, and apparently, apparently it was nominated for best music original song twice. So two songs must have oh. been nominated. So this yeah, this movie has a ninety-five Metascore, The Animated Beauty and the Beast. It is a beloved classic. And it's crazy because it's, I mean, we say classic, but we were, like, alive when it came out. And that um, that makes you feel a little different. But 91, I was Whoa. 9 years old. Um, and, yeah, it's it's a classic film uh, now. And it was it was one of those movies that, like, when you saw it, you were just like, wow, this is something special. Um, and, it was. It really it, was. It, it holds up still. Like, it, it's been it a few has... years. Um, Disney it, Disney World in Orlando used to have, like, a... Like a a live action like stage performance of Beauty and the Beast like it was like not the full thing but it was like you know people in costume they come out and they'd sing and stuff and I even was like awed by that um which is why I'm still so disappointed in the live action movie uh cause one Beast looks ridiculous in the live action film like I, I think the costume <laughs> is just bad or not even the costume but like the the mask or whatever is just not good looking to me and then I was okay with parts of it. Like, it's not like I hate the movie. I didn't think it was, like, a terrible film. I just felt like it was so unnecessary. And it really did put a bad taste in my mouth for all these well, other live-action adaptations feel... that have come in. Well, I feel like some of these movies, because I know we're going to be talking about more of them, they're just, they're timeless. And then they're trying to update them, and it's not necessary. And I think that they're getting a lot of people in with, you know, oh, I'm forgetting the word, but you know, those positive nostalgia. feelings of attachment. Yes, with the yes. nostalgia. And then, I mean, I watched the new live, uh, new Beauty and the Beast, and it was okay. I didn't hate it. I know yeah. a lot of people did, but um, I, hate I just, it you more can't compare. Oh, yeah, it is really hard. Well, that, but that's the problem it, with that one. All of them. Are they going to, they're making a Little Mermaid too, right? They were, I, feel I, like... I think it's on the back burner because Chloe Grace <laughs> was originally signed on for it. And then she dropped off of as it. As Ariel. As Ariel, which was not good casting, probably. I, I, but Actually, I could see her as also Ursula. Ooh, Ooh. That would be interesting. Ooh. But um, I I see, like, Jungle Book feels like it's a it's a different take on the animated film. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, while I didn't love Jungle Book either, I wasn't mad at it because it was doing something different. And... Um, I, Cinderella. I oh, and, and I think I think that's why I could forgive the live action Cinderella more. Yes, it was, exactly. It, it had enough deviation. Kenneth and maybe, Branagh's you know, Cinderella. Yes, and by that he's got a pedigree. He, he his is a divisive kind of body yes. of work. You love it or hate it. And I movie mean, there movie. are some. Yes, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thor, I can't stand it. He's such a good director, but just I could, he didn't. You know what I mean? It, uh-huh. it, it, until Taika Waititi got the tone going, uh, it wasn't. No, I just couldn't do his Thor. Uh, but same thing could be said for Ang Lee and Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it, he is very up and down. But overall, I'd rather watch his work than I don't know. But yeah, but that Cinderella, aside from Lily James being in it, which is of course great, it feels like a different. It's, it, mm-hmm. You wouldn't have mm-hmm. known it was Disney Cinderella because it doesn't feel like yep. a remake yep. of the animated. And same thing with Jungle Book. While they do some nods, more nods than I think the Cinderella movie does. Because I don't even think I don't remember if they sing in the Cinderella film at all. Um, I think they might do one song. But um, I was really kind of blown away by the Cinderella one. Jungle Book was fine. Um, I was not. I was very underwhelmed by Beauty and the Beast. And 
I feel like I've grown to dislike it more because I feel the need to like other people were over praising it so I felt the need to balance that equation a little um, I'm not usually a contrarian but for that like I'm just like okay you can't say it's so good because it's really not especially compared to the source material it is trying to just re replicate exactly the same thing and that is my concern with um, both the Lion King which is surprising because it's Favreau again so I wouldn't have thought that but like the trailers are very much trying to make you feel like this is the same movie and uh, Aladdin too and I'm like oh guys why are we even doing this like but uh, we're not just, here to just, debate it but I just had a terrible thought Aladdin 2 the return of Jafar I know I did too show. dude when I said <laughs> Aladdin 2 <laughs> let's re let's start remaking the really bad the lion, straight to DVD the lion, the lion King one and a half oh, oh dude, god I own, next step. I own both of those movies the two Lion King sequels <laughs> I got them on accident when I was a part of the Disney movie club and I oh, just no. was like I'm just gonna keep them it's oh fine. well um Anyways, let's move on to number four. Mike, we're at you. What is your number four Disney song? Okay, so this is one of the ones for sure is, goes with a theme. Um, and I'm going way, 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 way back to 1941's Dumbo. Oh. And yes, because um, the love of a mother for their child is something, you know, you can't really describe it. Even if I have a tenuous relationship with my own mother, I can at least relate with animated mothers and their children and when Dumbo is separated from his mother because you know she's trying to protect it and he's being bullied and, and made to feel you know you just, I haven't seen the live action I don't want to I don't know if they included that in this one but if this is going to the other and I'll explain a little further. well you know what I'll if you pick up on the theme I'll explain uh, if you don't pick up on the theme I'll explain why I've gone with my rationale with this but I picked out of Dumbo uh, Baby Mine where she's consoling Dumbo and, you know, telling close to my heart, never depart, baby, you're mine. And just this, this tender moment between animated creatures that I'm like, oh, okay. And I, I don't know if it's just me and that just stuck with me. And it just, that's, I, I went with it. And I just really, really loved that particular song. That's surprisingly sentimental. Um, and yes, it's not it's not me. So thanks a lot, Disney. Thanks, Disney. That's it goes to show though. That's the thing about Disney is that I think there is like a stigma of like the like generally speaking, we we stereotype who would like these types of things, but everyone has these spots where like Disney penetrated that wall of ours and broke us. And this, you know, um, I might <laughs> much like uh, Ivan Drago, I must break you. Yeah, I have a lot of like it, this list was easy and also difficult to like narrow down which songs that I want to talk about because I I have a lot of favorite Disney songs and some were like right there on the surface and others as I was like looking at other lists and things like that I'm like oh yeah I love that song or oh I wasn't thinking about that but I do like that um I think I went with more of the songs that I have a lot of fun with um and so my number four and wait actually sorry Corey did you want to add anything to the Dumbo song I think that's a great pick. I, I love Dumbo. Thank you. I don't remember the animated movie very well. Like I saw it for sure. I vaguely I mean, remember it. The only other song, and I've heard a really good version of it, is Pink Elephants on Parade. If I remember right, because when he's mm -hmm. oh gosh, a young child getting drunk in a Disney film. Because <laughs> it was Dumbo that got oh wow oh yeah <laughs> darkness. Um, I do think this song is uh covered in the Tim Burton film because when I was doing research. Mm -hmm. 
I think there's a modern band that's doing it. I can't think of. Oh, I gotta dig that up then. Yeah, I haven't find. listened to it, but well, I mean, I saw the movie, but I don't remember if it's in the movie. It's like in the background. It's not because the, the none of the animals speak oh, it in, didn't. The, oh. in the movie. So, um, oh, that's a shame because it's such a nice song and totally. Well, I mean, you know what Burton does is what he does. Arcade Fire. Okay, fire. possibly. I think that's. Now I don't know for sure if it was for the movie or if they just happened to have covered it, but it looks like they were saying it was for the movie. Uh, when I was looking around, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I, this song came up on a few lists that I, I looked at. I'm not, it doesn't come to mind. Like I can't hear the song, uh, when I hear the title. So I, I don't know. Um, again, I, I vaguely remember Dumbo. I definitely saw it and Pinocchio when I was young, but I don't remember either very well. And I was in fact confusing moments of the plot. Um, I was thinking that Dumbo ran off and joined the circus and became a donkey. And I'm like, wait a minute. Nope, that's Pinocchio. Uh, so I, I, I'll do elephant donkey. Yes. I'll do. Um, anyways, I guess that leads to my number four. We're going back to uh, Beauty and the Beast for uh, Corey's uh, number five. I have a song from Beauty and the Beast, but it's not the same. I went with what I think is probably one of the funnest songs. And in fact, I do like this song in the live action version as well. Not more, but I do like it. And it's Gaston. Because... <laughs> yes. I love all yes, of this. Yes. It's a fun song. I love the exploits. I think Gaston is a really funny villain because I'm not, like, I don't I, like him, but I kind of like to hate him because he's such a jerk. He's, like, so stereotypical. Oh, this is uh, the theme of a cad. So Yes, and the song is so fun, and I actually do like Josh Gad's performance in this song, um, in the live-action mm-hmm. version, although, again, I am picking the animated, but I think both do uh, justice to the character that they're describing. Um, Luke oh, Evans plays gosh. Gaston, but man, um, it's so fun and it's so, it's silly. Um, and it's got like a good kind of party vibe to it. And yet you kind of know that it's all bullcrap that, uh, <laughs> that the character is just the He's is just <laughs> sucking up to the guy who will beat him up if he doesn't kind of thing, you know? Um, and I just, man, I just really, yeah. it's a catchy song that sticks with me. Gaston must be, part viking although I, I i totally buy most of what the song has in it and it's so catchy and it's so mm-hmm. you know I and mean, i'm not cheering for the guy but i do have one slight issue with it i it's... never will ever believe that gaston would ever know what expectorating is unless it was spelled out for him because <laughs> he does say he's especially good at it i could do it in the Expect-o-rating. voice if you want but i don't think he... <laughs> and um yeah, I just don't buy that that's in his vocabulary. I don't think he knows what a thesaurus or dictionary is. A valid point. Although, he is pompous enough where he may have looked it up, so he could sound re- He probably he doesn't even sentence. know how to read. He doesn't even know how to oh. read. But you got to remember, he's chasing Belle, who is a bookworm. So I could see him even having uh, LeFou learning the word, teaching it to him, just so he could sound smart in front of Belle. Like, it, it's, it's plausible, is all I'm saying. It's plausible. And I definitely buy him what, eating a dozen eggs. Raw eggs. I remember, I remember doing that after seeing Rocky do it. I'm like, yeah, I could do this. No, oh, God. Just... That just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Hope nobody's listening while they're eating. Yeah, sorry, folks. Uh, it's like a, a Rocky <laughs> we've, milkshake. We've, got, we've gone from the human centipede to Salo to oh, raw gross. eggs on this happy Disney occasion. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be sued by Disney. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Corey. This is going to throw their analytics all over the place. <laughs> Do you have oh any um, anything to add to uh, Gaston? <laughs> no, that is a fun song. Uh, all right, well then, let's hear from you. What's your number four Disney song? Guys, so I, I didn't even mean to go rogue, and then I was like, I have two of these songs on my list, so I should probably ask if we can include Pixar. So, um, I couldn't leave off You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Yep. I love the soundtrack to this movie, and it also won Best Song, I believe. I Probably. And I know that we recently talked about sometimes when one musician does the soundtrack to a movie and it can feel Randy, kind of forced and tired. Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I did it. I like I love the soundtrack to Toy Story. I didn't feel that way about it at all. Oh, it, it's really great, though. I do refer or usually get reminded of who did the thing. Uh, I think it was Family Guy. It was where Family they, Guy. Yeah, I where love Where they that. joke about Randy Newman just basically singing about everything he sees around. Left foot, right foot. Left <laughs> it's foot, right fine. <laughs> but it, no, not to take away from it. I mean, it is not totally accurate. However, it, it was really, really well done. Yeah. I actually, uh, this song was on, I think I may have it on my honorable mention still. I'm a big fan of the first three Toy Stories. Uh, we didn't mention that Toy Story 4 will be coming out <sighs> this summer. Um, that I am very not thrilled about at the moment. Um, but it's definitely a, a, an iconic song. It does kind of set the tone in, of the film in many ways because it's both about Woody and Andy, but it's also about Woody and Buzz. Um, you know, and the idea of just the concept of friendship, which is a constant theme in the first film especially. Classic song. Um, I, you know, concern about Pixar. I would also add, I think most of the other songs we've said so far are sang by characters in the film. And that is not oh, the case word. with this one. Um, but that was not a stipulation, so it's okay. But it is notable, I think. Um, I I was thinking that when I was picking my list. I'm like, well, did a character, is it really a part of the film, or is it just, like, non-diegetic music that's, you know, there and present? This song does feel like it infiltrates because it's also thematically important. It's not just a song playing. It is also really what the movie's about. Like... Mike just kind of made a joke, but it's actually why the song is so important to the film is because he is describing what we're watching in the song. And so it's like, if you're not getting the themes, here it is in music form. Like, it's right there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that is uh, of why it works, and it's okay um, that it's on your list. Again, we didn't stipulate that it had to be sung. I just think, I think most of the Disney ones will have been sung by a character in the film just because most of the animated films are musicals as well as cartoons, so. Um, all right, uh, Mike, we, well, you already had it, so let's go to you. What is your third song? Okay, I will admit that this one, the movie itself, I won't say is a favorite, because I don't know that I've completely finished it, but the song stuck out enough that um, I went ahead with it, and it was it was huge, I think. It charted fairly well. It also has the Mel Gibson factor. However... Oh. Well, you know what this is, don't you? Yeah. Or what it's from, at least. Because I'm like, I had to look it up. I couldn't remember him. But yeah, that's who he is. Uh, from 1995, Pocahontas. Sorry. Uh, Colors of the Wind, I went with. And this was because... one of the ones I was concerned with. Because I have never seen Pocahontas. Oh! Okay, good. I, uh, well, and to, to, to be truthful, I've only watched bits and pieces. Same. But, um, 
there was Vanessa Williams, if I recall correctly, and there, yeah. she's popped up on my playlist just for a couple of other, her other songs and just this one. Uh, it just... Uh, it does like it's catchiness, it's poppiness. It totally stuck with me. Um, I figured people would probably go ahead with it, but sure. Um, I like. I, I've never seen the movie, but I definitely know this song. Um, I forget Christian Bale is in this movie. Wow. I I did the same exact thing. What? David Ogden Ogden Steers and Christian Bale. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because he's a uh, Linda the, Hunt. Clockwork. Uh, the Ogden Steers. And Beauty and the Beast, and Billy Connolly apparently is in it too. Yeah, um, just saw that too. But yeah, it this was I was turning like thirteen, so I was starting to like getting into high school, and I was just like, ah, animated movies are for babies. And um, I've seen bits and pieces. Uh, my daughter, this was one of her favorites, and she's like so mad that I've never watched it. Um, and th- it's this, and there's one other like around the same time. I was too cool to see a Disney cartoon, especially a Disney princess movie, which I know there's debate whether or not she's like officially a princess, but I believe mm-hmm. she's been canonized as a princess at this point. Um, but it's still like, you know, the female centric characters, a 13 year old boy. I'm like, no, thank you. You know? And of course much more open to it now. I just haven't got to it. We don't own this one. Um, uh, you know, it's one, I don't own all the Disney movies. I own a lot of the Disney movies, but, um, this is one that I still have not caught up on again, but even so, I know this song. Like I can hear the song because it was you know prominent on the radio and everything else. I mean, and to be truthful, historically, when you think about the story, I mean, I'm just looking at the first letterboxed review, and wow, it's uh, mm. I, I'm doing a what's his name? Mel Gibson. With Owen Wilson. Oh. Owen Wilson. Wow. Okay. Kind of. Um, <laughs> Uh, because it's it's pretty harsh, um, but yeah, to be truthful, historically, you know, we get anyway. I don't I don't want to. Well, and then I mean, it is when you look at just the casting that Mel Gibson would, you know, while he's never spoken ill of Native Americans to my knowledge, that's not whole, to say he hasn't. That's not to say he hasn't, um, or that he has. We're not saying allegedly or anything. Just saying we don't know what he said in his own private world, but he has had a lot of hate driven language thrown about in you know 10 years ago and he was drunk to be fair which doesn't mean it's not true it just if anything it probably means it was more true um that's why he was spewing it so freely but uh you know i don't know if, if it's something we still need to hold against him at this point if he has shown any remorse i'm not it does not nothing registers to me that he has like i don't recall hearing about that but um he has obviously been let back into the hollywood shuffle at least he's you know he's making movies again <laughs> I mean, that said, I still, still, and this is on the strength of Vince Vaughn's performance in Brawl and Cellbox 99, I want, I am act, I, I just need to buy it or something, uh, dragged across concrete. Yeah. And I miss it, it, I missed it, and I don't know that ever, it would, ever would have come over this way. And I think it plays to that kind of part of his personality. I've heard, yeah, I've heard that it does, but, um, yeah, Colors of the Wind, good pick. Uh, none of us have seen it. I will say one of the people that uh, reached out to me with their top five, this was on their top five as well. Cool. Um, so it is it is a popular song. Um, it was uh, number two on that person's top five. And so, yeah, one ahead of you. But um, hmm. I will share that the rest of their list later. Um, cool. Let's go to uh, my number three. 
Um, I'm going back to 1989 with my pick and a movie that we've already mentioned, uh, Little Mermaid. Um, 1989, I am seven years old, and I see Little Mermaid with my mom because we went to the movies quite a bit. That was um, Movies have always been a, a pretty normal outing for me. And um, I ended up getting this cassette uh, tape of the Little Mermaid soundtrack, and I, I listened to it a lot as a kid. This was probably my like first record that I listened to all the time outside of the Ghostbusters vinyl that I had. And uh, I love the songs on this. Um, and it was hard to narrow down which song, because there's actually like three or four that I could have picked from Little Mermaid. But I ended up going with, I think, the trademark song, Under the Sea. Um, it's definitely the most fun of all the songs. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's upbeat, it's happy, everything is great down where it's wetter. You know, it's, it, what could be better? And I still love the song. In fact, um, when I went to Disney... Uh, two years ago for a yearbook workshop we got to go to disney after the workshop was over um we rode the little mermaid ride and i enjoyed just waiting in line listening to the soundtrack cycle through because the soundtrack is so great but under the sea such a great song and it's still um it's one of the first movie soundtracks that i was like obsessed with like knew every word to every song when i was a kid kind of thing but uh yeah that's my number three come on that wasn't a very good sebastian accent oh i I, come on under under the sea come on you can do it you can do it i don't want to sound offensive so i'm not gonna do it oh wow you let just just let me do that okay then yes yeah just in case um it did also uh won an oscar for best original song and um best music uh as well so little mermaid 1989 for two songs and i was like you know as um as an adult i've been aware that beauty and the beast came out after little mermaid but in my head as a kid I don't think I was aware of, like, the difference, and I always thought, like, Beauty and the Beast came out before, so, like, I'm always, whenever I look at the dates, I'm always like, man, I can't believe Little Mermaid was before, um, just, I feel like Belle is a more iconic character, uh, in the Disney, like, universe than Ariel, which kind of upsets me, because she's, she was first, I think she deserves a little more props, she had a little more to overcome, you know, she had to, like, yeah, she needed legs and stuff, yeah, she had to give up her tongue, <laughs> Belle gave up her freedom, I guess, but you know, uh, she got it back. And I guess Ariel gets her tongue back, kinda, in the animated movie. But Jeez. traditionally, traditionally she doesn't. But um, I know there's. I, I read some of the dark. Yeah, the yeah. non-Disney versions of these, the original versions of these stories, the grim yeah. fairy tales. Yeah, much yeah. more grim, uh, to say the least. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but again i i don't want to say other songs now but i there because it might be on one of your lists but um there are some really other some really great other songs on the soundtrack uh one might be i kind of feel like i know which one Corey would pick if she picked one from little mermaid but do you really because we have the same number three? Oh, i i did i was gonna say under the sea i didn't know you were not um not the other song I <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. I should revisit it. I really like Ariel. Um, but more than Ariel, I love Flounder and Sebastian. Me too. Yes. And Kiss the Girl. Oh, I also probably should great. have said that. Sorry. Yes. But the whole soundtrack is just so great. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, like, even now thinking about, like, these soundtracks, I feel like probably Little Mermaid has the most solid, like, beginning to end I would say, soundtrack. Corey, I would say it yes. is the second best Disney soundtrack. What would be the first? Oh, I can't say just yet, Corey. I can't Dang say it, because it's probably your number one. Now it, I'm... I, <laughs> uh, 
I, I feel like I'm at the Billy Madison cafeteria table. Donkey Kong's the best video <laughs> game ever. Donkey Kong sucks. Oh, you suck. <laughs> oh, sad days. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. That wasn't. That was just quoting the character. I know. I, know, I, know. I didn't really but mean it. Just to, to make sure everyone's aware, Corey, you're saying your number three <laughs> is under it's the sea. Under the sea. Do the Sebastian accent. Do it. No, do it. I'm not going to do that. Do I'll offend someone. <gasps> <laughs> I am the only one. You don't, man. It's okay. <laughs> but we both love Sebastian. You did and a Flaubert. great job. And it was yeah, a solid I... impression for sure. Yeah, it was good. Mm. Uh, apparently, all the accents I try to do just sound like a leprechaun. So I, you know. Ah, <laughs> top of the morning, mate. Yeah, see, yeah, everyone's yeah. always after me, lucky charms. I just watched that again the, the other day. Why does everyone? Why does everyone laugh at me? <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Which goes back to the uh, number two intro so long because I'm like Africa. Yes. No, no one else in my family got as much enjoyment out of that as I did. <laughs> oh. Well. And so under the sea, uh, both Corey and my number three, um, big fans of the Little Mermaid soundtrack. I think both of us, because I agree. I think track for track, it is one of the best uh, Disney soundtracks. But also, I think could be argued one of the best like soundtracks because every song is killer on that soundtrack. Like it is mm-hmm. a top notch, um, memorable soundtrack. Even again, because even the villain, um, which is what I thought you might go with, poor unfortunate souls. Um, from Ursula, which could be on someone else's list, but we'll see. But that song uh, is killer as well, and it's so, so awesome. Did, um, oh, is it Blossom did, and Jetsam? Are the na- yes, what are the names so the of name, her? Yes, that's the name of her. Uh, eels. eels. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, they are. I, uh, I'll talk about it later with another one of my picks, but I feel like I always like the, like, not side characters, but like the... The smaller characters in the movies. I mean, yeah. what would you call them? Sidekicks. Sidekicks. The uh, supporting like Flounder cast. and the supporting supporting Okay. The supporting animated character. Well, Disney's okay. great at those. Um, the sidekick type characters. I mean, you could probably pull. I mean, think uh, Beauty and the Beast, Lumiere and, and oh, Lumiere and Cogsworth. Um, and actually, most of Chip. Beast, uh, yeah, his accessories, if you will, all amazing. And then in Little Mermaid, Sebastian and Flounder, both great. And the seagull. Let's not forget the seagull. Um, I'm forgetting his oh name right gosh. now. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but he's great too. And then, um, you know, you could pull like, uh, I mean, the mice and Cinderella are also great, right? Like uh, Gus and um, Gus. The other Gus? One. It's Gus. Gus. Cinderella, Cinderella. Yeah. Oh, there's like those smokers' voices. Yeah, he does have a smokers' voice. Um, he needs to cut Scuttle. back. Um, ah, Scuttle, Scuttle the, yes. The sea- Seagull. He's yeah. the one who collects the stuff, right? Like, yeah. Oh, that's right. I was trying to dig it up. And I knew it was Buddy. Ha- I thought it was oh. a Buddy Hackett impersonator, but it oh, was actually Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's a major part of the ride, actually, at uh, Disney, because um, you're like looking for objects or whatever, like Dinglehopper. Um, Dingamajig. Uh, God, there's so many good songs in that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. There's Sorry, guys. A, I can't record I the rest of my list. I'll just send it to you. I'm going to go watch Little Mermaid. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know that my own children have watched this, so I feel like a bad parent. It's it's one that I got my daughter early, and I think she ended up her grand her grandma bought her the uh, like the they did the four sisters or Ariel sisters or something a few years ago. Like when well, it's probably been like ten years now. My kid was a kid when it came out, but she had that one, and then they they think they did three or four Little Mermaid sequels. Um, and I think she had most of them because she was really into Ariel as a kid. 
Um, I was just about to say, my pick's going to be from Little Mermaid to Return to the Sea. Yes. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, what's, uh, what is your number two, though, Mike? Um, all right, so if you didn't hear me, I didn't know if I... Sorry, Alexa decided to talk. Silence, Alexa. Alexa, stop talking. You sit her in the corner and have her think about what she's done. That's right. I, I don't know if... Um, you heard me gasp when you mentioned the Jungle Book. I surely thought you were going with this song, but you didn't, and that's fine. Uh, this one again follows a slight theme, only, but it's you really got to be digging. You really have to know me and have listened because I've made reference to this. Why, why I've gotten with this? Um, I went from the Jungle Book in 1967. I want to be like you, the Monkey Song. Yes, uh, there's just a fun version the bare necessities is great i really like that song but when you started to talk about jungle book i really thought you were going with this one and i know you mentioned it and to be truthful i I love the original but if i say truly why i've picked it then i'm going to give away what makes it part of that little underlying theme but it's just obviously he when we anthropomorphize anthropomorphize when we humanize these creatures and obviously he wants to have what man has and Mm -hmm. that makes sense that whole Promethean fire thing where he wants that power and he's that close what are they 2% genetic difference King Louis knows this King Louis knows this and he wants to fill in that gap so to speak Mm -hmm. well I'm glad this is on your list because I did it was hard to choose because I love both of those songs so much like they're both great and super memorable and both really catchy um i think the bare necessities i like the tone that it's more like there's no ulterior motive with baloo you know he's just trying to get mogli to chill mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. Lou, louis trying to no no he's absolutely yeah he's got a, a underlying ulterior motives and that's what i think what uh why i click with bare necessities just a little more um but i love both songs so awesome and Again, I think this song gets a better version in the live action adaptation than the Bare Necessities, which is just kind of thrown in as like a do a little like it's a nod to Bare Necessities, where this is a full out musical number. Um, oh. In, um, oh, but it's, it's Christopher action. Walken that does it, though. It is Christopher Walken, and he is much bigger than King Louis is in uh, the animated version, to the point where it's hard to rationalize if it's possible, because um, he's not just like a regular orangutan; he's something. Yeah, that was extra. Nuts. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. He's he's roided out. He's from he's a, a reject from Dwayne the Rock Johnson's cast of uh, Rampage. Yes, that's it exactly. Um, he very much could have been. Uh, but uh, Corey, take on this song. What do you have anything to say on this song? No, he, I I he, wasn't even thinking about this song. I think that it's a good pull. He was asking if you like "Take on Me" by Aha. Uh-huh. I mean, I oh, I love it. You. That's uh, that's one of the best music videos ever made. Actually, it's my number one music video I've ever made. Mm. There we go. Mm. Mm. You know, there was uh, two versions of that song video. I mean, like there was the original version was just them like in a room singing, and then they Ooh. went back to the drawing board and did the one that everybody knows. Um, which Good I learned. thing. It's it. Yeah, oh. Oh, it's iconic. Uh, I learned it, that yeah. during the uh, documentary I saw at Tribeca called. Um, I want my MTV, which I don't know when it's coming oh, out, nice. but that documentary nice. is uh, awesome. I'd be all about that. Yeah, it's really good. Super, that. super, especially, it's very much like just 
hey, you, did you like MTV as a kid? Here's stuff that was happening in the background, and it was very, very interesting. No, um, we gotta give we gotta give props to Deadpool for bringing back um, that song, but in the acoustic version, which I didn't know existed, the unplugged. Yeah, it's yeah, because that's yeah. so. I didn't realize it was Aha performing it, and then I'm like, whoa, because it was very well done. Well, obviously, that that goes. Mike's number two was I want to be like you, ooh ooh, uh, from the Jungle Book in 1967. That leads to me. Um, it's funny because my number five was Jungle Book, and your number uh, two was Jungle Book. Your number five was from Aladdin, and my number two is from Aladdin. Um, I went Friend Like Me, uh, the genie's introduction song, because holy crap, it's so awesome for so many different reasons. One, it's super catchy, which seems to be a trend with my songs. I like the up-tempo, very catchy, memorable melodies. Uh, it is without question the song that they hinted at in the new trailer for Aladdin that made me want to see Aladdin because I'm like, oh my god, they included the song. And then it's Robin Williams, who I love oh so much. And definitely the fact that he's gone makes it even harder for me to accept this new adaptation mm-hmm. of the character. Um, and it's a character that I didn't realize there's in like a 1930s or 40s movie um, that's basically the story of Aladdin, like beat for beat. Uh, I can't think of what it's called, but it's not called Aladdin. It's called like the the something thief or something like that. Like I, um, I have to look it up. But I I didn't realize that because up until now I've always just thought of this as like I knew that there's stories of like this type of thing, um, in books and whatnot. But I've never seen any other movie about it. So Aladdin was the first, and Robin Williams' take on the genie is so great, and we get to meet him with this amazing song that it's got Rob Williams kind of performance built into it. It's very, very catchy. It's visually stunning in the animated movie. Cause there's all this cool magic stuff happening. Um, I, I love the song still. And it's been a while since I last watched Aladdin, but I used to watch Aladdin regularly. And I mean, I was a full house fan. And the fact that Steve from full house was the voice of Aladdin only made me like it a little more, not going to lie. Um, but, uh, when I, when we were picking these songs, this was like, a quick number one although i will have to say i knew aladdin was going to be in my top five and i was torn between a whole new world but also prince ali because that song rocks like i have that on my honorable mentions honorable mentions yeah Yeah, i love that song that song's so catchy um but this is the one that i really i really just click with uh so i went with friend like me from aladdin 1992 i've not seen the new one yet but i'm not expecting like it as much although i hear it's got like more of a hip-hop edge because you know will smith because he's going to Agrabah instead of going to Miami. Yes. Uh, welcome to Agrabah. Um, <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> See what we did there? They, they should have tapped us. They should have tapped us. That was good. Yeah. We, we could have pulled this off. Um, all right, Corey, what you got for number two? Okay, guys, I dragged drug my husband to this movie. I don't think he wasn't very interested in it. Um, but he, we both ended up loving it. I had a feeling I was going to love it because, well. Um, but it's from Coco. Oh. Oh. Guys, and I have to say this too because I don't remember how many trailers I saw for Coco, but I love that they didn't like give us what the whole what the movie was about or who Coco was. I loved mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It like all unfolded on the screen. Um, it's a what a shocking surprise, a refreshing yeah. ambiguity. Instead of seeing the full movie play out, 
in the span of a minute and a half. It's so yes. frustrating when they just give it all to you. Yep. And I, I think that it just like, and when I was watching, watching the, like, you know, that part of the movie today, I'll talk about my song, but, um, I, I was like tearing up really bad and I had to like stop it. But mm-hmm. then I had to listen again. Cause it's so good. I had to go with Miguel singing. Remember me. <sighs> And then when Coco chimes in and the whole family is just like, oh, you know. I'm not crying. I, you're crying. I, I ugly cried at this movie. Yeah, for ugly sure. Ugly cried. It, it was so emotional. That movie was such a delight. Um, I mean, I was... Ex- I was Beautiful. Yeah, I was mm-hmm, excited about mm-hmm. it because it's Pixar. But it and this one definitely qualifies, though. Um, I actually weighed this song as well. Uh, I haven't rewatched it since I saw it in the theater, but I loved it so much in the theater and i did also tear up how can you not you have to be pretty mm-hmm. heartless um mm-hmm. they because he literally plucks at your heartstrings i mean it is uh as if his magic oh. guitar playing just is hitting every emotion and uh it's it is a, it's a gorgeous movie anyways which i mean pixar's films generally are especially like as the technology advances they're getting more and more gorgeous but coco um sleeper too because it was the uh, it was a fall release which mm-hmm. notoriously Pixar dumps their questionable films like uh, Good Dinosaur, the most forgotten Oof. Pixar movie, um, was dumped at, in the fall, and yet this movie went, is went not off to a quick extinction. Yes, it did. Um, but Poor this movie, dinosaur. everyone that I know that saw it loved it. Um, I bought it immediately. Uh, my wife didn't see it with us in the theater, and um, she wasn't super interested because, again, the trailer I think did a good job of being ambiguous, but maybe didn't sell enough of a premise either so if it didn't like grab you right away it was so rewarding though to not know you're right and when my wife watches i think she ended up watching it like three times that week because she was just so with it um and also loves she loves dogs and there's a prominent dog sidekick character (laughs) uh that's hard not to love so thanks guys um okay uh mike i think we are at your number one sir I remained fairly quiet because I began fairly cliche, and I feel like this is cliche for me, but I can't deny how good this song is from Beauty and the Beast, Be Our Guest. Um, (laughs) I I really enjoyed the Gaston bit, and there's so much humor, but Be Our Guest and having this whole huge, uh, kind of like a throwback to the way the 20s, 30s, the, the huge That's Entertainment kind of production things going on. And they're all here to welcome Belle and make her feel welcome as welcome as she can be. And just, it's sweeping. And I, yeah, it was my number one. I think I picked it right away. And that's what I went with. I mean, it is, I, I did pick Gaston. Um, I kind of went, not contrarian, but I didn't want to always go with, like, the most yeah, known see. song. Um, yeah. And... Uh, but I, I be our guest is a phenomenal song. I mean, I said Little Mermaid's probably one of the best song for song. Beauty and the Beast is a competitor for that that title, oh, yeah. but not. I don't think it's the first either. I think it's below Little Mermaid. But there, there are the songs that land, land real, real strong, and th- that is by far an amazing song. Be our, not to mention one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Like that scene, I will just watch that scene. Like I don't need to watch the rest of the movie. Show me the be our guest scene and the Gaston scene, and I'm good. Like, I'll be very happy. Not to say the rest isn't good, but those two scenes are so great. Um, that's Those are the ones that I really remember 
uh, from the movie and uh, was the most excited about in the live action. Like, I was anticipating the Be Our Guest moment. And I don't think it's bad in the live action. It's nowhere near as good as the animated. Especially while Hugh McGregor does a solid job, I think just the tone of the song doesn't have the fun attached it's to not it. as big it's not as big yes that's a great way to describe it. it's much more subdued and it doesn't land as strongly because of it mm-hmm. but yeah so a, a, definitely a solid number one um and that was a Corey's number five so i'm now curious to see what Corey's number one is going to be and let me ask you guys a question do you know what my number one is I know it's from Moana. It is from Moana. It's where I can't uh, remember no. the name of the song. <laughs> then no, but... I will not know that. I fell asleep during Moana. Oh my god, that don't. drives me nuts, dude. Um, <laughs> I know it's. It when... was like ten o'clock at night, and I know I went after like on a Friday, so I was exhausted. Moana is my favorite Disney animated film. I think I can say that confidently. Um, it is by far my favorite soundtrack. I think if you that is the number one soundtrack in my opinion. I love every song on the soundtrack. Um, but I had to pick just one to put as my number one. And how could I not give it to the one guy who I usually don't care about in movies? I got to give it to The Rock for your welcome. Because you know what? He's like telling you in the song that you're welcome for having the song. And that... <laughs> is meta on a level that I've wow. not heard before. And I am well, I, I'm so grateful that this song exists because I love it. It's so much fun. It's uh, it's a great, uh, you know, like one, it lets The Rock showcase something he doesn't usually get to showcase because he doesn't have an amazing singing voice, but he's got a solid singing voice. Hey, he was going to be cool, though. I've not seen Be Cool, and you've kind of told me uh, I didn't need to. It's okay, that you, yeah, yeah. it's okay that you didn't. I've seen Get Shorty. And Get Shorty's great, but you said not the best follow-up. But, yeah, I've heard he's good in Be Cool. Um, but so he sings in Be Cool? I've, 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 I swear he must because he does play a, a – like he goes into – and I know – well, unless I'm getting him mixed up because he has done an Elvis impression that was yes. just – And whoa. he's done that on WWE too, the Elvis thing. So um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm maybe – I'm, don't watch Be Cool. You still don't need to watch Got it. it. Uh, it's okay. Well, for me, picking... I knew Moana was my number one. Like, I knew it was going to be from Moana without any hesitation. I could have probably done my top five with, like, three or four Moana songs easily. Didn't want to do that either. Um, I will say, the song that was most comp- competing for Your Welcome was one that, when I saw the movie, I, it was my least favorite. But having now listened to the soundtrack for months or years now, um, Shiny the uh the song from the uh the character Tamatoa played by Jermaine Clement I love that song now I didn't love it in the movie it's uh tonally it's the most different song it doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of the songs but it kind of makes sense that it doesn't and then when you listen to it over and over again it is so well like it tells so much story gives backstory it's funny and Jermaine Clement is awesome um but I went with your welcome uh moana's like her staple song like her how far you'll go is the obvious pick um for most people which i love that song and in fact i there is not a song on the soundtrack i don't enjoy and i like the movie versions more than the because they have like versions sung by like pop singers and stuff that are fine but i like the movie versions better and um give notice to uh a louis cravajalo i am sure i butchered that who plays moana uh, she's got an amazing voice too, um, but I went with your welcome uh, because I love Maui. 
Um, I Maui was uh, I got a stuffed Maui for my birthday uh, the year after Moana came out for my wife and daughter. Um, I'm a big fan of Maui. Uh, I I am a fan of of The Rock. I don't love a lot of Dwayne Johnson's movies, but I grew up a huge fan of The Rock when I was uh, when he was on WWE, and so Maui felt kind of like he could have been a wrestling figure. You know what I mean? Like I'm surprised there isn't a wrestler named Maui at this point. And he was, uh, the rock spoke about it being influenced by his two characters. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just heard Dwayne Johnson go, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and Vince McMahon go, cha-ching. Um, <laughs> merchandising. Uh, we'll have hooks. It'll be crazy. Um, yeah, but I, I love the song and I do love Moana. And Mike, you got to give it another chance. Cause it is a really I... great movie rewatched it at uh thanksgiving like all the kids were watching it and i ended up just sitting you know sitting down for a minute and i ended up watching most of it and i love the grandma in that movie too oh she's so great and the chicken she's i love the chicken <laughs> god he's so crazy he's a little he's dumb yes he but is he's, i he's just i just love him yep 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 and walking the pig. off the boat can't forget the pig which uh if i'm not mistaken mike your daughter is a big fan of the pig from uh from moana I, I really can say we haven't talked. We don't have a point of reference in, to talk about Moana. Oh well, I, I'm, my I'm wife a, bought her a stuffed one, I believe, at some point for like a aw, birthday or Christmas or something. So I'm a bad parent. Apparently, I need to go sit and think about <laughs> my life now. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Uh, but yeah, that's my number one. And again, from the get go, I knew going in. Um, I don't know what it, I, I don't know what it was with Moana that really just clicked for me, but. Um, the second I saw it, I was just like, I love this so much. I was so into the, it. Well, it's so beautiful. And that you were talking about the song Shiny. Like, that scene, is, or that whole part of the movie is just beautiful underwater. There is a really cool pop vinyl for Tomatoa that uh, it was a box lunch exclusive where he's, like, all sparkly and, like, he's, like, neon color. Ooh. It is so cool. I don't have that one, but it's it's a really cool one. I think it sold out like the day it, it was released because oh, it was wow. such a limited edition kind of thing. But um, yeah, that song really grows on grows on you too. But um, yeah, I, again, just love them. I love the movie. Uh, Lin, Man- Lin Manuel Miranda is involved with the soundtrack. I don't know if which songs he wrote, but he is uh, credited with Hamilton, the very very oh, very mm-hmm, popular. Mm-hmm. And then he was in uh, Mary Poppins Returns, which will be discussed in my honorable mentions. Um, hmm. I have a few live action songs in my honorable mentions that didn't quite make it on my top five. Um, but all right, we're at the last one. Corey, what is your number one movie uh, song? Well, you guys were talking junk about it earlier and I didn't even know the name of the song. I just call it the Cinderella song, but oh. I we talking junk. About yeah. It. We talked we're talking about the their smokers. smoker voices. Yeah. That's about to have a nice quality. Ah! Anyways, I love Gus Gus. So here we are again with, you know, sporting characters um gus gus is my favorite part of the movie but cinderella is my favorite disney movie and it has been as long as i can remember i love it's called the work song apparently okay when all the mice come together and they're finishing her dress so that she can go to the ball and the birds sweep in and everyone's just making her dress absolutely beautiful for her awful stepsisters to ruin but i love this scene so much i think this is the oldest one on our list oh is it really 1950 nope uh, dumbo's 41 sorry i I win 
Um, but I, I went on age. We all had one older ah. one because I we well Mike and I had Jungle Book, but Mike then had Dumbo and then uh, Cinderella, nineteen fifty. Um, no one went with Whistle While You Work. I mean, that's on my. Um, it's mentions. on my honorable mentions, and also the some of my honorable mentions go. A couple of them go with uh, the theme, the very very subtle. I need really to, have to know what the theme in. is. Yeah, you are gonna tell us, right? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Well, okay. the work song, good song, Corey. Um, before we conclude, before we get on our mentions, Mike, I would love to hear what the theme is. Oh, before? I mean, we can wait. It's your call. Uh, well, I'm coming up to my honorable mentions now, as it is anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let me give you my honorable mentions. Uh, Kiss the Girl from The Little Mermaid. Hakuna yep. Matata, of course, from The Lion King. That one. Like, um, I have a strong Genesis and Phil Collins part of my musical psyche that appeals to me. So you'll be in my heart from Tarzan. Yep. I, I thought about putting on the main, but I... There, there are so many good ones to pick. Uh, when you wish upon a star from Pinocchio, oh. and the whistle while you work. So ah. uh, at least three of them, or a couple, one or two more. Besides that, I, I actually wanted to make my whole list based upon the out of print, long out of print, unless it's unless I'm mistaken. Uh, Stay awake compilation. If you never, I, I know, I feel pretty confident that we mentioned it. But Stay Awake has Sinead O'Connor singing Someday My Prince Will Come. Uh, Baby Mine is done by Bonnie Raitt. And it's such a good... Uh, I know that um, Alison Krauss does a version uh, oh. of that as well. NRBQ, which uh, new rhythm and blues quartet, kind of a jazzy kind of... They do this version of Whistle While You Work that just works so well. Um, just all the, the Whoever put that compilation together... Uh, I, I want to say Sun Ra and his orchestra. If you don't know who they are, re- oh, really Suzanne tri- Vega. Yeah, Suzanne Vega and Tom Waits. The replacement. Tom Waits. Yes, uh, this compilation. If you can dig it up, it's totally worth having. I know it's in my garage. What's it called? Um, Stay, Stay awake. Stay awake. I'll send uh, you a songs. Link. Songs from um, Natalie Merchant with the roaches. The drip, drip, drop. Little, uh, little April shower. Is uh, but then <gasps> that has Michael Stipe on it too. Yes, yes. It's just I'm saying this. This is a me compilation, Ooh. but the "I Want to Be Like You" from the Jungle Book is done by Los Lobos, and that version oh. just so. Uh, that's why I was hoping it was in. Th- that that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, Arcade Fire. Yes, I can see. But actually, the joke in our car whenever an Arcade Fire song comes on, it's like, oh well, they're just gonna keep repeating themselves because a lot of the time, most of their songs just feel like it's very repetitive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but just it, it is one of the best compilations that i just bought on a whim it is available on google play music for sure i'm looking at it right oh now. awesome and okay, it's on def- cd on prime yeah it's it's totally worth yeah take a listen to it uh you your mileage may vary but it's it i am not oh i was I gonna just a... say go ahead i was gonna say they should re-release this on vinyl oh my gosh um, just such a good, oh, so good. Um, heck, I should, if I thought of it, I would have included Little April Shower. Because I, I really did like that song, at least that version. Well, but it's, it's just so weird. It's very haunting, especially when you hear Sinead O'Connor singing the Snow White song. No, wait, Snow White, or is that Sleeping Beauty? I don't know. I don't recognize the name of it. Someday I might my it when prince I hear will it, come. But... Someday my prince will come. 
I'll have to look it up. I also don't remember Sleeping Beauty that well, to be honest. Like, I saw it, but I don't remember it. Like, that's probably the least... Oh, ironic. Um... (laughs) I Just thought kidding. it was instructions. I thought it was like sleep beauty. I'm like, okay, you know, oh. I appreciate the compliment. I will take a nap. Uh, <laughs> wake me when this is over, please. Uh, which but is how I like feel. Calls you beast. When Maleficent two comes out, I'm taking a nap on that one because I hate the Oof. first one. Oh, um, so bad. Yep, I think so. But somehow they made a sequel. Uh, all right. So did you say what the theme was? Was it because of that? Um, album? Because a few of them popped up on that album. Okay. And I originally, I wanted most of my top five to be all that, but then I thought, nah, because I don't know the movies as well as I. So I, I, I mixed them. Got it. So in, in in my original iteration of the list, I wanted it to be that, but it it did not continue that. Okay. Well, honorable mentions. One, Corey. I feel like you let me down because I left one off of my for. top five. Because I anticipated this being in your, at least the movie being in yours, and uh, it's not. And so either you weren't thinking about it as a Disney film. I feel like I'm going to regret my whole list. Go ahead. A Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas qualifies as a Disney film. Oh. And <gasps> What's This is one of my favorite songs. What's because this? anytime anybody says, what's this? Yes. I break into song because I'm like, what's this? What's this? There's something in the air. You know, it's. I love that song, and I left it off my list because I thought it would be like your. I at least thought A Nightmare Before Christmas would be on your top five, because um, Oogie Boogie is a great song, and the Jack's um, like the sad song where where Excellent. Sally's. Yes, I mean the the that movie is a musical, right? Like, and it, yeah. it is. Uh, well, I don't believe it was originally See? just released. It is now owned by Disney, um, for sure. Like that, they if you go to any Disney theme park, there is so much Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise. Uh, because it is such an iconic image of a film. Um, but yeah, that song is on my honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going with an unpopular musical from Disney, Into the Woods. And the mm. song, Agony, because well, for two reasons. One, my film, One Class, uh, they just we just finished the, the genre study of musicals. And they were tasked with picking uh, one of 20 clips and doing like a rendition of it. So they would lip sync to the original recording of the music, but they'd have to, like, adapt it to fit into our setting, which is the high school. And uh, one of my groups did Agony, and I had to listen to Agony so, so much over the last couple of weeks as they were working on it and editing and stuff. And, um, yeah, I truthfully um, really, really, really liked uh, that song. I think Chris Pine is hilarious as Prince Charming, and I don't remember the other actor's name, but, like, they're competing over who's got the most pain in, like, this melodramatic performance. <laughs> and I, I love it so much. Um, then another live action going back a ways, uh, Chim Chimchery from Mary Poppins with Dick Van Dyke. Um, love oh, that song. Yes. But from the modern one, Mary Poppins Returns, my favorite song in the movie is The Cover Is Not The Book with uh, Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda performing. It is so great. Um, and then... Uh, these others we've mentioned already, Be Our Guest, Remember Me, from Coco, Kiss the Girl, Little Mermaid. Um, the last one that we did not mention, Go the Distance, from Hercules, which was a movie I missed when it came out. But I, like, when I was teaching middle school, I taught uh, the Percy Jackson books. So I was looking for something at the time. There was no Percy Jackson movie, and now I wish there wasn't. But um, at the time, I needed something with Greek mythology. So Hercules was where I went, and I was really, like, blown away by how great it was and had was like regretful that I hadn't seen it although it completely changes the myth um it's still there's some really good music in it and a very very fun movie with James Woods playing Hades 
which is kind of funny now. Uh, oof. Yikes. I've never watched that one. That's another one that I've just kind of avoided for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be truthful. I never watched Mulan either. That was the other one I hadn't had, seen. None of us had a, yeah, none of us had a, a song from it. I've um, not watched that. I haven't seen Mulan. My daughter also loves Mulan. and is, My daughter is very excited about the live-action adaptation of Mulan they're making. Um, it's supposed to be culturally appropriate. Like, they're actually casting Asian actors. Um, oh. And uh, I don't remember who's directing it, but it's somebody who I think is deserving. I'm going to look it up while Corey gives us her honorable mentions. Okay, I have Prince Ali from Aladdin. Guys, as an adult, this isn't one of my favorite Disney movies, and I'm glad that I don't have a kid that's obsessed with it because I feel bad for all parents who have to watch movies 500 times but even now like I watched it I don't know like a year ago because they were doing that short before maybe Coco but let it go from Tangled yeah it's great and uh, Newfound Glory just did a cover of it and it's freaking fantastic Uh, Newfound Glory uh, silver screen to your stereo from the screen to your stereo volume 3 is out that's one of them and it's amazing the music video is also amazing sorry Corey you're the worst friend ever. I'm just I kidding. Um, I all the time in my adult life, I'm like, let it go. Anyway, um, and then Oof. I do have. <laughs> I know, obviously, not getting any record deals. Thanks, Mike. Um, no, that was, I was oofing, oofing the frozen. <laughs> let it go, not the singing of let it go. Okay. Oof. Um, and then I have, kiss the girl from Little Mermaid. A great that... song. For oh, yeah. sure. Um, so while while we're on it, um, the live action Mulan is set for next year, uh, March next year. Um, it's but check this out though, uh, Yife Lu, whose name I'm sure I butchered and I apologize, she's playing Mulan, and she was in the Forbidden Kingdom with uh, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, um, The Assassins, The Third Way of Love. I don't know any of these movies, but um, except for the Forbidden Kingdom, but uh, it also has Donnie Yen playing Commander Tung, and Jet Li playing the Emperor. Um, Whoa! Yeah, and Jason Scottley, who you might remember as playing Bruce Lee in um, the, the Dragon, the uh, Bruce Lee story, um, is also in it. I don't know the characters because I haven't seen Mulan, so I don't. They, it doesn't mean anything to me who they're playing. Wasn't wasn't any in the live action version of Jungle Book at one point? Jason Scottley, yes, he was in one of the early like ninety two uh, live yeah. action. Yeah, yeah, he was Mowgli. You were not wrong. Um, hmm. But uh, so real quick. The um uh, the person who sent me their full list, uh, they had number five was What's This from um, Nightmare Before Christmas. How Far I'll Go from Moana is number four. Number three, Reflection from Mulan. So there you go, Mike. Uh, number two, Colors of the Way from <laughs> Pocahontas. And then number one, back to Nightmare Before Christmas, This is Halloween, the uh, course, staple song. Course. So yeah. Um, I didn't get permission to use that person's name, so I'm going to keep it uh, just as that person. But uh, thank you for sharing that list with us. Uh, we are very grateful Good to um, hear from listeners whenever you want to share something with us. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, this was fun looking back. And it, I do also now want to rewatch Aladdin and Little Mermaid. So um, I don't know if I have Little Mermaid anymore. I definitely have Aladdin on Blu-ray. I might well, tell me see. if you don't because I might buy Little ah, Mermaid. I will let you know. Oh, I need to dig up my CD compilation of that song. I forgot Ringo Starr. 
saying uh, when you wish upon a star. Haha, <laughs> I see what you oh. did there. Oh man! But uh, like I like I messaged you in the group chat, the replacements version of Cruella Deville <laughs> is Leba. I love them. I love them. Very good. Okay. There. I totally forgot some of those artists that were on there. Such whoever props to whomever the producer or executive that allowed it to happen because that's a lightning in a bottle kind of yeah. thing that never would happen again. And uh, it's just actually there's such eclectic choices eclectic. in the performers. We should point out though that the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack does have like a emo pop cover album where it's all bands playing like the songs from the movie. So oh yeah, uh, one of my kids. Doesn't Marilyn Manson? The, I think uh, Manson. I feel like Panic uh, might have did one. Um, maybe it's, uh, maybe it was, it was when they Amy did Lee. that. 3D. Amy Lee does one, right? Amy Lee does one too, right? I think so. I think cool. I think it's when they did that 3D. Um, Sorry. They, like, re-release? Yeah, the movie for the theaters. So, I mean, Disney Disney could totally do this in a heartbeat if they wanted to. So maybe, Disney, maybe revisit this. Maybe uh, you've got a lot of, uh, you know, movies that have come out since this album came out. Because the album looks like it was 88. Um, So, yeah, it's missing Little Mermaid, uh, Aladdin. It's missing Beauty and the Beast, Moana. So, you know, and New Found Glory just did let it go. And it's amazing. I, I really want to stress if you never listen to Newfound Glories from the screen to your stereo, volume one, two, and three, you owe it to yourself. If you're listening to this podcast because you clearly love movies enough to listen, check those out because they have iconic movie songs from out film history. It's not like specific to Disney or whatever, but let it go. And I do recommend Le- you watch the music video because it's hilarious. Uh, uh, Lil Burke, when we drop in our mix. Their Disney compilation mixtape. Oh, uh, you know, it'll welcome, be f- welcome to Agrabah. It'll be fire uh, for sure, but um, oh, it's a, not fire festival. No, 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 no not that, sure. not that. Uh, we don't want to be sued for any any of those people. Um, <laughs> but I do want to real quick point out before we go uh, that I did see I think four of your five movies. I didn't see Pocahontas, um, and Corey. I feel like you probably also saw all of his movies though, because. I think you might have won this week. Yeah, I've definitely seen at least four of them. I haven't seen all of Pocahontas. No, but hey, that sounds like more than what I've seen. I, I've seen bits and pieces too. I'm not, I haven't like seen none of it, but I definitely have never sat from beginning to end and watched it. Um, all right, folks, that's the end of our podcast. If you like what you've heard, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you didn't, you can still reach out to us. Uh, we're on social media. I am at Burke Reviews. Corey? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And Mikey? I'm at Server Monkey, and I've also posted my list to Letterbox. I imagine that I'm using all our other podcasts. Hey, look at that, buddy! Um, we uh, will be back in two weeks with another top five movies. Corey and I are in the middle and about to end our month of May uh, on Movie Club, where we are watching uh, the theme of Mint in Box, which are movies that we own but had never seen before, which included uh, Dead Man from last week with Jim Jarmusch, and in the French Connection the week before that, as well as a couple other films. Um, and Repo Man, Mike, that uh, y- you had recommended to both of us, we finally watched, um, and I enjoyed. I think Corey liked it. Am I right, Corey? Which one? Repo Man. Yeah, I thought that that was. We loved. I, it needs another watch, but it, yes, it definitely does. It, it's, but... it's it's a tough. It's not as accessible as some. We that's love me. That's all. I feel it. like for a Mike movie, it was very accessible. Yeah, I'd that's say it's interesting. Um, we loved the uh, the joke with all of the food being labeled like food, the drink, beer, drink. Yeah, <laughs> you want a drink? Yeah, yeah. Like drink. it's so good. Um, I was like, I what is the... going on here? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was clever. I mean, that way. I mean, 
in this modern age where we have product placement everywhere, everywhere, yeah. and, yes. and most kids nowadays, and I even pointed out if we watch different things, I pointed out to my kids just that they're aware. Um, and PBS Frontline did a whole thing called the Merchants of Cool, where you got all these mega corporations nowadays trying to push stuff. That whole little bit way back, I mean, he's way before that, and it's almost like he knows because he yeah. can't get clearances. He's not going to get money from these big companies for this film, so just go generic. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh... welcome to communism. Yeah, that is our movie club uh, podcast. Which, if you're subscribed to this one, you're already getting movie club dire- downloaded directly to you. Um, so subscribe if you like what we're doing. Please rate and review us. It helps us to get new listeners. And until next time, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts. Covering the entire movie-verse, there's something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers. <laughs>